we are at the Third Coast International Audio Festival, and I am sitting down with Chrissy Clark. Yes. And uh, we're going to make this quick because it's lunchtime here at the <laughs> festival. Um, but one thing that was really interesting to me about the project that you did with the water jugs and the red balloons on O'Farrell Street. Mm -hmm. Remind me the name of that project? Block of Time, O'Farrell Street. I really like how you incorporated um, history into it because with the Detroit Mobile Audio Tour, that's coming up a lot is the history behind these places. And in doing my research, because sometimes people aren't alive anymore, you know, it was a hundred years ago. Um, but you read the newspaper, you find cool stuff. Um, so can you talk about um, what you did or maybe some advice you might have for incorporating print materials into um, an audio tour? Yeah, well, I um, so I had a book that I was drawing strongly from the, um, for the historical stuff, a book written by a woman who lived in um, the street that I was focusing on. And so I, I ended up sort of dramatizing some of the, her descriptions of things and some of the stories that she, that she told. Some of them I had people read verbatim, sort of in the voice, uh, in her voice. Others I edited down and condensed, and I used a little sort of poetic license of keeping the facts the same, but just sort of bringing them into a form that was going to make more sense for the listener. So I'd sort of have her refer to like this spot right here, you know, where she hadn't actually said those words. So that's kind of, I guess, a question you have to leave up to your, you know, the, the parameters you're giving yourself in terms of kind of journalism, where I, I wouldn't do that if it was journalism, but because it was a tour and because I felt like it was a little more, there was more space to do that and just sort of making sure that you were representing it right. Um, but I think you could do the same thing with newspaper articles, you know, and maybe, because maybe the language, maybe the language is wonderful and you want to quote from it directly. Maybe it's a little dry and you want to take the facts and then sort of repurpose them in a, in a w way that's written more for the ear or something like that. <laughs> I'm also interested in, in that project. Um, you, it was kind of a pop-up. You did it for a short period of time. It was uh, uh, a part of an event, if I remember right. Um, can you talk about doing an audio tour for, for a short time period versus something that um, can, can live on and, and kind of pros and cons to both. Mine was attached to a, a festival, a street art festival that was being put on by this wonderful gallery in the neighborhood. And that was great because I didn't have to worry about getting the word out about the, uh, about the tour because somebody else was doing that for me. So I could sort of, I had a built-in audience, which was, which was really wonderful. And though it only lived on kind of the, the technology, such as it was, which was balloons and um, water jugs, that stuff was only in place um, that for that one day, obviously, because I couldn't, I couldn't watch over them, um, and the phone numbers that I used, I, um, I had gotten donated for a certain. I could have bought them and like paid a monthly subscription to have them, but I, I didn't have the money to do that, so they donated them to me for an, a month. Um, but the stories themselves still exist, and especially because they were about. Many of them were sort of, it didn't matter when you heard them. You could hear them the day that I aired them, or you could hear them 20 years from now, and they were still interesting stories. So even if it is just a day-long thing, it could be permanent. And then it's just a question of coming up with the kind of technology that will last. And I did a second uh, project in New York 
where I use this great iPhone app, but then the the people who made the iPhone app were having to pay money to keep it licensed in the app store and they were like it was becoming too expensive for them so they've kind of let it go dormant and so I'm kind of at the mercy of that so if you have technology there's just all the things you need to think about beyond that so if you just do it for one day it's simpler but then it also means that you know I think in ideally we'd like them all to live on why not can you share with us, is there anything, you know, brewing in your head right now? Any kind of place-based audio projects that you're excited about, maybe actually working on? Yeah, well, um, as I finish my beans. One thing that being at this conference has reminded me of is that I really want to take the time to try to make some of the projects that I've already done have a more permanent life. Because that, you know, that's sort of the more... The more busy work, that's not the fun putting the stories together stuff, but I think that once you have put a lot of investment into these pieces, it's nice to have them be in the world. So I feel like that's going to be my next project, is actually just working to try to get those to um, to live again. Um, and then in terms of, I'm, I live in Los Angeles now, and there's really great stories in LA. I've also kind of thought about my two projects that I talked about today were they were for a pedestrian but LA obviously people drive around a lot and so I've thought about how you would cater an experience like this for people if it was in their cars so that's something that I'm interested in too because often you have a captive audience they're bored you know they're in traffic they're frustrated and so I think that there's lots of interesting things you could do in that space too kind of imagining that we're talking to this amateur person that's just really excited by this and wants to do a project um, like it of their own, what what kind of words of wisdom would you tell this person? So um, I think the first thing is to not get bogged down in the technology. Like if you have a, a piece of the earth that you're really interested in, there there are shortcuts and sort of quick and dirty ways you can make the actual experience um, happen. You know, there's technology out there. There's also things like water jugs and balloons. There's ways you can... So don't worry too much about that. Um, But really just go out and dive in and just... And it's such a fun excuse to spend time in a neighborhood and to get to talk to the people who are passing by and um, to get to do research about the stories behind some of these places that you're looking at. So it's really just like dive into it. And then once you have the stories, I mean, obviously you need to do some sort of thinking about how you want to frame it and what kinds of stories you're looking for. But um, I'm at least a learning by doing sort of person. And so I think the quicker you actually start doing it, then the, the more quickly you can start to have, have the vision come to life. Great. Thank you so much for talking to us. You're welcome. You're very welcome. And enjoy your lunch. <laughs>